0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. We thought you might like to know that there is an organization in Indiana called A Kid Again. And this organization plans special fun adventures for their participants. Their participants are families that have a child who is suffering a life-threatening illness and their siblings. Oftentimes, that can lead to a lot of isolation. What they do is they plan these really fun adventures to places like the Fort Wayne Zoo or King's Island to help these families bond together and build community. It's a really cool organization. I'll be speaking today to Katie Pappas, who is the executive director of the organization, as well as Caroline Joliet, who is the president of their Indiana University Club that helps raise volunteers through the student body. So stay tuned here on the Chris Spangle Show. Thank you, Katie Pappas, for being here. I really appreciate you coming back on the show.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me back.
0: And Caroline, it is great to meet you. Caroline Juliet, the president of A Kid Again, Indiana's University Club. Thank you so much for being here as well.
2: Yes, thank you for
1: having us. I'm excited.
0: So we always want to start with what is the organization A Kid Again? So tell me a little bit about what you do over there, Katie.
1: Sure. So at A Kid Again, we provide adventures for families raising kids with a life-threatening condition. And we're unique because our adventures include the entire family. We don't want to leave the siblings out, so we invite them along to these adventures. They're also group-based, so we're not just inviting one of our families. We're inviting all of our enrolled families to come to the zoo or the children's museum or the water park, and just have a, an afternoon of fun. Um, and then the really cool thing about uh, that I love about a kid again is that we try to do this every single month. So we're creating that cycle of anticipating something fun, you know, that bright spot on the calendar. Uh, you and I look forward to birthdays or vacations or whatnot um, for some of the families that we serve you know they don't get that opportunity because um, their child is too fragile and can't travel or the financial burden is too much um, because of medical bills so we take care of planning all the fun and all the families have to do is just show up
0: yeah you made the great point during our interview previously in 2020 on a, on a different program um, which you can hear at indianapodcast.com I think we were a month into covid, <laughs> uh, maybe two months, and that was the most extreme part of the isolation uh, for a lot of us. and it kind of gave all of us a great place mentally to picture ourselves as you know kind of isolated and and I never really thought about somebody who you know had a child with a life-threatening illness and and the kind of the isolation that they go through. And I remember saying in the interview like, I get to go to a business meeting tomorrow, and I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, so, th- can you talk about what families experience, you know, in this situation, and then what do they experience on the day that they actually get to come and hang out with you on one of the adventures?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, that sense of isolation. Again, you know, from a kid against staff perspective, we all kind of had that light bulb moment during COVID, really, truly understanding what it meant to be isolated to have to wear a mask to make sure you were protected. Some of these families that we serve have been doing that for years and they don't know anything different. Making sure you are sanitizing your hands all the time. That was second nature to them. Um, but if you think about too, you know, if you've got a child with a tracheotomy or a child that's in a wheelchair or a child that doesn't have any hair, they're looked at and stared at um, possibly in larger situations. And so they get scared or intimidated, or they, they start to really truly fear being out in public. And so, you know, they might want to become isolated and stay at home and, and not go out and have fun. Um, so what we do is remove all those barriers or as many barriers as we can to get these families in a place where they feel accepted and they feel normal um, the, the best example uh, that I could share last year we hosted one of our biggest adventures at King's Island um, it's, it's a collaborative effort among a few of our chapters we had almost 5,000 people join us at King's Island for the day
0: holy cow
1: and, yeah <laughs> That's a lot of people. Um, We had a mom send us a note after that adventure to say, thank you so much. And she proceeded to go into the story of telling us that her daughter, who's 15 or 16 in a wheelchair, has no hair, um, was very nervous to come to Kings Island and be in such a large space because she knew she looked different. And mom said, when we walked through the, the gates at King's Island, they immediately saw five or six other kids in wheelchairs and five or six other kids with no hair. And she said her daughter just like took this deep breath and was relaxed. And I might cry when I say this. but
0: <laughs> You might make me tear said, up.
1: Mom then told us she didn't take a single picture that day of their family having fun. But it was because they were having so much fun. She didn't even think to pause. They were just enjoying the day as a family, making a memory together. And she said, even though she has no pictures to look back on, she knows that her daughter felt normal she felt at ease they had fun as a family um and that was the most important part and that's what we do at a kid again
0: yeah that's fantastic (laughs) i mean are there other examples of community that that are experienced in these adventures that just bring people together where they just don't feel alienated anymore that they feel more connected Which is, i think one of the coolest things is it's it's a fun Experience where you get to go, and you have the added benefit of not feeling different, just right. feeling like um, you know, special, like like they should.
1: Exactly, exactly, and yeah, I mean, our our adventures really are designed to help those families connect with one another. We've got a couple little kiddos um, that uh, they now look for each other at adventures parents look for each other at adventures because you know they can talk about things that they might not be able to talk about with their other friends or their other family because they don't really understand you know they don't talk about um you know the next treatment that's coming up or the doctor you know that they prefer or you know whatever but at a kid again it's a safe space um it's a place where they know everybody kind of understands what you're going through. And, um, and once, you know, we just want you to have fun and just take a break, not think about that medical stuff. You know, on the surface, right, some will look at us and say, oh, you're just taking families, you know, to the zoo or to Kings Island or whatever. Um, but what we're really truly doing is supporting their mental health. Um, we all know, you know, that conversation, is becoming much more prevalent. Uh, it's a very important conversation, um, and it's really applicable to what we're doing and how we're helping these families. Um, just take a time out from illness is one of our taglines.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're not just helping like the kids and the parents, but you're also making sure that siblings are included. Can you talk about how important that is?
1: Exactly, yeah. One of our uh, very first families to enroll, and actually mom now serves on our board, is... Um, The reason they enrolled with a kid again was not because of Cameron and and the fact that he had leukemia, um, which was very important. But the reason they took the step to actually enroll with us is because it meant that their three other kids could come along too. And that for her as a mom was really important because she was starting to see in, uh, especially their youngest child, you know, just like some feelings of left out, right? And some, some behaviors that um, were, were the cause of not being able to focus as much on you know, all of the other kids in the family. So it's really important to a kid again that we support the entire family unit um, as much as we can. So you know, that's why we include the whole family.
0: Uh, Caroline Joliet, who is the president of the Indiana University Chapter. So, Caroline Joliet, who is the president of the Indiana Chapter of a, Indiana University Chapter, excuse me. Katie is the executive director of the Indiana Chapter of A Kid Again, uh, which is a national organization. It's a statewide organization. They uh, help anybody and everybody from Indiana. And you actually have a brother. You are a sibling. So, can you speak to. Uh, the importance of being included as a sibling of somebody who your your brother has a life-threatening illness?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, when my brother was diagnosed at 13 or 14, um, I'm just a year and a half younger than him. So I was very conscious of what was happening, um, worried about obviously his health and safety, but also trying to help shield my younger siblings from some of it, Um, while my parents were worrying about taking care of my older brother. And so when you're talking about these adventures where really the whole family gets to take a deep breath and not have to worry about illness or all of the things that come with treatment or all of the time that you have to spend at the hospitals and clinics and all that jazz, it really is a special moment to be able to just enjoy each other's company and make those memories Without having that kind of gray cloud over your head. So I, when I heard about a kid again, and when I started to get involved, that was one of my driving forces for continuing staying continued involvement. Um, just knowing that there, the obviously the affected kid is so important, and making sure that they feel supported and the parents feel supported is so important. But it's not just that isolated incidents. It's very much so the whole family that's involved in these illnesses.
0: So. We this this show is also broadcast as a radio program to Indiana and college radio stations across Indiana, uh, and it also airs here on the Chris Spangle Show podcast, and. One of the reasons we have Caroline on is that she started her chapter at her high school and has carried that on to her college. So we wanted to, uh, you know, let let the kids listening know that that is an option for you. Caroline, can, can you talk about why you started a chapter and what does that mean and how did you get involved in a kid again and how did you reach out to Katie?
2: Yes, absolutely. So um, I had actually known Katie through my mom, um, through a previous position that Katie held, and when my mom was telling me about this new organization that katie was moving to i definitely or i instantly reached out and just asked like how can i get involved this sounds amazing like i mentioned my brother was diagnosed right around that time so i was pretty or a couple years earlier i guess at that point i was pretty um motivated just to get involved in whatever way i can um and I think why Kid Again is really special is because it also focuses on quality of life. So you you talk about all these amazing organizations that really um, put in the money and the volunteering and the efforts to extend life as much as possible and to make these amazing cures and treatments come out for these kids. But sometimes we get lost in the sense that these kids are still kids and we still need to be able to serve them on a day-to-day quality of life level. So From that, I kind of looked at the current, um, maybe landscape of volunteer opportunities available, especially for high school students. Um, And there just weren't any that really talked about quality of life or how people could get involved. And then that direct involvement could help somebody else in a very meaningful and deep way. And when I saw that kind of niche um, open up, I instantly, decided to create a club um, and start something where we could just share these opportunities with other students that want to have that one-on-one really deep connection with what they're doing, what they're spending their time doing. Um, Like you said, that carried over to the college level, where I think the same niche is still open at a lot of colleges, where there's a lot of organizations that are amazing and really focus on the research and how can we make this research better and better but we're missing out on the day-to-day still. And that day-to-day is just as important as the long-term. When we're talking about COVID and kind of this idea that we all experienced of not having something to look forward to, that's something that these kids face every day. And I think having that COVID kind of experience for all of us opened my eyes, at least, to the fact that having something exciting to look forward to is just as important as, you know, not just as important, but we, of course, want to get to the next stage of life. But we need some motivation to get there. And the mental health component of that is huge. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's okay. kind of why I wanted to get involved initially and, and how that started.
0: So were you planning out events for high school students? Were you just working to raise money for the state organization Were you recruiting people to join. So tell me a little bit about the work that you did in your high school and that you're doing now at the college level, you know, were you serving the people in that particular high school that had this particular issue or were you a support organization for, or, or both?
2: Kind of some of both. So, um, really my, my intention with creating this club in high school was to be able to have a space where we are able to share these amazing volunteer opportunities with our student body. Um, Especially in high school, when you aren't able to get certain licenses and things like that, there's not a whole lot you can do specifically in the medical field to feel like you're having a really big impact um, just because you're normally under 18 and you can't go into hospitals and you can't volunteer or whatever. So that was really important to me right away is how can we open up opportunities for students who might be younger but still want to be involved in this kind of stuff, um, to them, be able to use their talents and their time to help serve this organization that's making such an impact in the indie community.
0: So can you give us some examples of projects that you might have done at your yeah, high school and that you're doing at IU?
2: Yes. So at, I started the club my senior year of high school. So we didn't have a super long amount of time to make a big impact, but we were able to get connected to the adventures at um, the Indiana state level um so we would have volunteers go to those adventures get involved there and then we also did what was called hunt for hope which was a fundraiser um scavenger hunt type situation um where students came and did a scavenger hunt raising money for the organization so those two were kind of the big two instances now at IU the organization does some of the same stuff we still are a huge feeder for adventures at the state level, um, for volunteers at least at the state level. Another thing that we started during COVID because there weren't very many adventures available um, was the Pen Pal program. So we actually based it off of the Ohio State Chapter Pen Pal program. Um, and what this program allows for is a one-on-one college student to Pen Pal connection. So, we are able to actually get to know our the kids that we're serving on a much deeper level. Um, and we also send them a fun little sticker each month. So it's like something, a little thing to look forward to. Um, so that was a huge add at the IU chapter. That has grown like crazy, and we are so excited to see it. Um, it's been super rewarding for both our families, but also our students to be able to see that the time that they're spending is making an impact.
0: So you're not only helping plan the activities, you're recruiting students to come and help and volunteer and be pen pals. Uh, <laughs> Katie, can you talk about the importance of, you know, what Caroline's doing and, and how you, you know, how this would work if someone wanted to start one at their local school?
1: Yeah, I mean, we couldn't be more thankful and proud of Caroline and what she's built at Carmel High School and also at IU. Um, We do also have have a club established at Purdue University. So when you talk about um, the importance of what these students are doing, it's tremendous for a couple different reasons. One, you know, in general for us as a smaller nonprofit, it just raises our brand awareness and understanding of what we're doing and the impact that we're making. you heard Caroline say, you know, they bring out volunteers and she kind of downplayed that a little bit because, um, both the Carmel high school club and the IU club have fully staffed with volunteers, many of our adventures, which means that our families can have even more fun because they don't have to worry about refilling a drink or getting their stuff from their car to the adventure or, you know, Figuring out where to go once they get inside the adventure, because these volunteers, these students are there to help them every step of the way, which is really, really important. Um, The other thing that really, um, really is important when we talk about these students getting involved is they are truly going to be our future leaders, right, in many different ways. Business leaders, community leaders, they are going to make an impact um, as they continue to grow in their personal and professional lives. And so for them to have the knowledge and understanding of what a kid again does now and feel connected to the families and to our mission is so important as we continue to grow. Um, you know, these are, for lack of a better phrase, you know, kids helping kids, right now. Um, but these are going to be our future leaders that are continuing to make an impact as they, you know, again, grow in their careers and think about the legacy that they're going to leave.
0: Now, Caroline, I've read on the internet that teenagers are just selfish uh, and college <laughs> students are lazy. So how could you possibly find volunteers and get, get these events staffed? Like, what is your secret? How do you do it? Is, am I right or am I wrong?
2: I think yes and no. I mean, it depends. It's okay.
0: I know some of them are, but I find it... I think it's just like... I think it's really cool that you've been able to staff these events going to your age group. And I imagine if I'm a student out there listening, thinking about starting this, my initial hesitation would be, there's no way I can get my friends to do this.
2: Absolutely. I think one thing that makes a kid again really different from a lot of other volunteer organizations well I shouldn't say a lot of other volunteer organizations but what makes it special to me is the fact that the work that we're doing is so impactful and as a volunteer you see the smiles and you see the laughs and you see those moments of memory making that you just know don't really exist past the adventures that we create depending on the family sometimes. So when we're talking about how do you get kids involved and staying involved in an organization to begin with, because that's hard at a high school level or a college level, the key that I've found is to really lean into the mission and the purpose of a kid again. The work that we're doing is so rewarding On when you're there at the adventures, when you're seeing the amazing um, moments that these kids are having. That is rewarding enough to motivate any even lazy college kid, even selfish college kid to stay involved because they see that exactly what they're doing, the work that they're putting in, the time that they're putting in is making an impact in the world. And I think when we're talking about the future leaders and how we can form a great community just in general, this kind of philanthropic mindset of thinking about what you can do for other people starts at this level. It starts at volunteering and seeing the impact that you're making Um, And that is just a snowball effect. It just keeps going from there. So that's how we've been able to kind of keep involvement at the level that it has been, even through COVID, even through all the different changes in life.
0: Talking to Caroline Juliet, who is the president of the Indiana University chapter. I cannot get that right to save my life. And Katie Pappas, who is the executive director of A Kid Again Indiana, again, a national organization, and they serve the state of Indiana. Uh, so, Katie, do you go around the state to different parts of it? Do you meet in Central Indiana? I know you said Kings Island. Where do these adventures take place? How do you make it easy on the families to get to them and to participate?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, we do, like you said, we serve the whole state, so we've got families enrolled um, from from Elkhart to Evansville and everywhere in between. Um, right now, you know, full disclosure most of our adventures are here in central Indiana. Um, we are working very hard and uh, actually hosting Friday evening, um, our very first very large adventure in Fort Wayne at the Fort Wayne Zoo. Um, I think there are over 400 people signed up to attend, which is amazing. Um, we, our biggest hurdle, right, is awareness and finding these families in the smaller communities across the state to enroll. Um, We definitely wanna take adventures on the road. I wanna see an adventure in South Bend and one in Elkhart and one in Evansville, Bloomington, we're doing later this year. Um, So we definitely wanna take the adventures on the road to remove that burden. Um, So we're working really hard you know, again, to enroll families um, and raise awareness and have these kinds of conversations with as many people as possible um, to drive, you know, increased enrollment for what we're doing. Um, You know, I, unfortunately, I can't do an adventure, right? If only five or so families are enrolled in one part of the state, Um, there's gotta be, you know, a a good number of families there um, so that we can start, You know, picking up the phone and having conversations with, you know, local baseball parks or water parks or whomever um, to say, hey, we want to come and have, you know, a fun event at your location um, because we're going to bring two or 300 people. Um, That typically will help us, you know, get the attention of leaders in the community. Um, So, you know, we'll continue to grow across the state. We've got an incredible board, um, an incredible army of volunteers that are helping us make connections with, you know, not only hospital systems and those in the healthcare, you know, world, but also similar like-minded organizations that might be serving, you know, a specific disease population um, that would qualify as well for a kid again. So really trying to create those great community partnerships, because we also think it's really important um, to do that and to be a great collaborator in every community that we're in um, so that we can make things a little better, right? If we aren't all working together, um, what are we doing? And so let's play nice the sandbox um, and let's you know, know what other organizations are doing um, so that we can help each other.
0: So when you go to the Fort Wayne Zoo, is there a cost to the family? How do you, uh, do you offset the cost? You get discounted tickets? Is it free? How do, how do they afford to pay for that?
1: So no cost to the families for any adventure that they attend. Um, oh, that's that great. will always be free. Um, we will always pay for, you know, tickets for entry, parking. We'll provide some sort of food, whether it's a snack or a full meal. And then also a gift for every kid in the family. Um, again, making sure that siblings feel included is really important to us. Um, So a family can choose to attend one adventure that we host, Kings Island is a very popular one, Um, or they can come to every single adventure that we host until that enrolled child, who kind of represents the family in our database, until that child is 20 years old. So we've got families who have a six month old, that unfortunately has leukemia, Um, but they're enrolled. And so they're gonna be able to come to many, many, many adventures with us until that little boy is 20. Um, And that's the kind of ongoing, you know, community kind of like support um, that the adventures provide them.
0: So I was looking through some of the materials you know, what is the last thing your company spent $385 on? Uh, Can you talk about being a sponsor to help offset some of these costs for companies? And how can regular folks like me make a donation?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, As I think you had mentioned, we'd spoken before, Chris, I think at the time we had about 200 families enrolled, which
0: You You know, you've exploded for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We sound average is about four people per family. Right. So a little under a thousand people we were serving at that time. Um, We have grown significantly uh, since the last time we spoke, we're serving almost 600 families now. So, you know, we're talking to almost 3000 families now or 3000 people um, coming, potentially coming to adventures. Right. So our costs are going up um, to provide these fun experiences. So many, many ways to get involved with a kid again, Um, whether it's volunteering at an adventure as, as our high school and college age students do um, to serving on committees, whether that's helping plan an adventure, helping figure out how we're going to bring in revenue, um, supporting our fundraising events through a sponsorship or a donation or attendance, You know, two companies getting their employees involved, and maybe they, you know, do a project for us, um, whether it's stuffing envelopes, which is not too fun, but always necessary, uh, to, you know, decorating um, or creating decorations for adventures or things like that, um, to all the way to serving on the board, you know, if there are those out there who want, you know, an elevated leadership experience. Um, we've got all kinds of opportunities from that perspective, too. So, you know, what I like to do um, is tell people, you know, visit our website, um, you know, reach out to us, uh, KidAgain.org, and we'll find a place for you. You know, we want to make your experience with a kid Again valuable and meaningful for you, um, you know, just as, as we've done with Caroline um, and, the, and the clubs um, that she's created, you know, we want those to be great experiences for those students um, as they continue to grow. So there's all kinds of ways to get involved, never short of a need over at a kid again.
0: (laughs) So shameless self-promotion time. How do, you know, how do people get involved? How can they get in touch with you and Caroline? If you feel like you'd like to share them, please go ahead. Caroline, you Um, go first.
1: Yeah, I was going
2: to say I can go first. So, um, if you're interested in getting involved on a high school level, either at Carmel High School or at another high school, um, you can reach out to at Carmel High School. I believe they have a club page or an Instagram that you can reach out to. Um, or you can, of course, reach out to us at Akita, again, Indiana. We always have that information as well. Um, at IU, you can find us on the Be Involved page through IU. Um, and get involved in that way. We are also um, iuclub at org. If you have any other specific questions for me, um, we would love to see you guys
1: out and getting involved in our
2: organization.
0: Katie?
1: Yeah. So um, again, akitagain.org, you know, check us out. Um, there are, you know, there's a volunteer tab up there. There's a donate tab. Um, if you are interested in having a conversation with me, I'm more than happy to sit down. So, Indiana chapter at akitigan.org is the best place um, to reach me. Um, but yeah, we just, we're so excited to see the growth that akitigan has had uh, over the past four years since we've been here in Indiana and can't wait to serve even more families because we know there are at least 10,000 families in Indiana that would qualify for our program. So we're just scratching the surface. It's an exciting time to be a part of what we're doing um, because there's just so much opportunity for creativity and growth, thinking outside the box, um, and really truly making, as Caroline said, an impact on the lives of, for some of us, our neighbors in our in our backyard. So um, yeah, just would love, love, love to see more people get involved and reach out. And again, kidagain.org.
0: All right, thank you both so much for joining me.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having us.
0: And thank you for listening. We really appreciate you having... (sighs)